For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Big things are happening in the submarine world. On September 4th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eric Marino, who's been on our show multiple times, has organized a Reddit AMA, where you'll be able to ask anything you've ever wanted to know about submarines at iama.reddit.com. We will be participating covering the submarine movie section, and here's just a few of the amazing confirmed guests. Stockton Rush, the founder and CEO of OceanGate Inc., a privately held company that provides manned submersible assets and expertise for commercial, research, and military applications. Commander Ryan Ramsey, the former captain of the HMS Turbulent. H.I. Sutton, the author of books such as World Submarines Covert Shores Recognition Guide, a researcher, artist, and owner-editor of HISutton.com. David Owen, a Royal Navy Trafalgar class veteran. Ian Ballantyne, author of The Deadly Trade, Hunter Killers, and Killing the Bismarck. Josh Dean, the author of The Taking of K-129 and writer for GQ, Popular Science, and Business Week. To stay up to date on everything regarding the AMA, head on over to submarines.reddit.com and be sure to join the community for all kinds of great information regarding submarines. Episode 32. Woo! Hello. Oh. That's new. I like that. That could be your catchphrase. Hello. Yellow. No, not like that. No, no. no. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be, that's on, that's Mustard Man, our boy Alex on that side, but we do have some absent friends today. No Brom, no Zach. Both are not here. <laughs> so it's gonna be gonna be a real low energy one, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. It's gonna be real high energy because we're gonna bring the thunder, right, Kyle? That's right. And as you already hear, Alex is over there just going ham on sound effects. That's right. You want to do all of them for the entire episode? It'll be a little tough. A lot of fart noises. Half the time, I just kind of like Olivia's. space out and don't listen. So if you guys say something, it could just be a awkward <laughs> silence waiting for me to do something. Well, at but least you, you got to be involved honest. today. Yeah, you got to be involved today, though, because today's episode involves one of your favorite things in the world. I think it's actually your single favorite thing, your passion in this yes. world, which is anime. Anime for week four of. This never gets better. Japanese movie month. That's right. Look and how our, long that is. It's really long. Really long. <laughs> People, viewers, listeners could get the wrong idea of what you're pointing at. Yeah, that's true. Look how long that is. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, super long. But yeah, so we, we're doing a little uh, animated one. We haven't done an animated one at all yet, right? This is the first animated film we've done? Well, we've had uh, some animation in films, as we all remember. Incredible Mr. Limpet has oh, some that's animation. Right. So that was half animation. And then you could also say stuff like um, uh, Life Aquatic has some some stop motion animation as well. Oh, yeah. It as does. part of it as well. So, But like this is but a this full is animation. Full on anime. Straight up animation. And, and I know that, Alex, you're like super into anime porn, and this is kind of like adjacent to that, right? Mm, clothes were on for the most part, and I think there's only one scene. For the most part. 
part. There's actually two scenes. Oh, was your second one? Because I was had my binoculars <laughs> out, making sure I knew exactly where <laughs> those animated breasts came. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Were you home alone all day or something? I actually was. <laughs> dive, 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 dive. <laughs> I figured we just, you know, let's just, let's just get into it. Probably not ride that train too long. Let's just get out of that stuff. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Let's get right in to this episode, Alex. What on earth did we watch? Uh, and that's we, a serious question. It's a question. What did we actually watch? Okay, so we watched an anime called Super Atragon. I've heard some people call it Atragon. I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure I it's, it's Atragon. it's Atragon, actually, right? I, I mean, don't know. Anyways, I'll get into the trivia. I, don't I don't think it's Atragon. Think it's in, well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why it's I, I, I couldn't find out if this came out in 95 or 96. Is, uh, it came out in both years, Internet saying both, yeah. I think, so. it, I think it, was, it came out in its two-episode form in 95 and then was released in a consolidated full-length version in 96 gotcha i think that's right um but yeah yeah it's on imdb for two different years the exact same movie yeah the 96 one doesn't have like much credits though even it's not a particularly fleshed out imdb page so i don't trust that uh, yeah I, I found some interesting things on it because it says one of the main cast was tomo kazuseki and i don't think he was in this at all as a voice character uh, are you sure he wouldn't have been maybe in the Japanese version of it? Is that possible? He may have been, but even looking at his filmography for everything he does, it doesn't even list this movie on there. <laughs> so, oh, oh, that's weird. Yeah. That is kind of <laughs> odd. Well, anyway, uh, Super Atragon is brought to you by the Toho Company, which right. has brought us all of our other films we've watched <laughs> Pretty much, this it's month. All, it's all of them. Uh, Bandai Visual and Kaite Gunkin. Based Perf- on perfect pronunciation. Yes. It's based on the Shino Ashikawa novel Kaite Gunkin. And that's not totally accurate because it's actually based on two different novels. But Is it? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it said. No, I have it in the trivia. Oh, okay. Don't worry. I'll- <laughs> Do you have this in the trivia? I saw that, but I did not have that. Oh, okay. So that's a good one. And it has some pretty awesome music, and it is performed by the Poland National Warsaw Philharmonic. The uh premier Philharmonic in Poland, I believe. Is it the only Philharmonic? I don't know. I just presume that it's one of the best ones. I would hope so. One would think. Um, So before we even get into the actual like recap of it, I do want to get a little bit of our expert opinion here. Mustard Man, Alex, what did you, you've seen more anime than me because I've seen no anime. (laughs) Never seen any? Nothing? I don't really watch many. I mean, I've seen like Akira, like really huge ones like Akira and like. Oh, well, um, then you've seen all the good ones if you've seen Akira. Then like Studio (laughs) Studio Ghibli anime. You've seen all the good ones. Is like, uh, is Studio Ghibli stuff. Anime is that considered anime? Uh, I don't know. I don't you're asking, what you're like Spirited about. Away and, and you're asking the Princess Mononoke. Oh, those movies. Yeah, the movies. Yeah, they just. Seem, I don't I know. Think so. I've never thought of them as, as as anime. I've seen think of this more as anime, where it's almost like a a TV movie or all that stuff. Is all right. Is Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z considered anime? Um, 
I don't know. Is it? Yeah, because I mean, there's like a manga on it, right? Is I there? guess that's true. I guess I've seen Akira because that one is like that's all that is based on like a manga and stuff, right? Well, hmm. I think they made one at the same time with it. Uh, that's how. Well, that's how a lot of them go. Yeah. So I guess what from from the expert, uh, how did this one kind of shape up in terms of like an anime? Mm, I mean, it was okay. It had a. I obviously rate it, but it was definitely middle of the road. And is this, is this, is the storyline usually this crazy and kind of weird? Yes. Yeah. You're okay. pretty much confused for a good portion of it until they kind of start explaining it. Okay. And you get so do you ever, at least half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least one at full episode of the two <laughs> that never. Because of, but uh, and and because I got the sense that some that somewhat maybe the English like translation was somewhat confusing. Or is that do you get a sense of that being the case? Or do you have I, no idea because you only listen to the English translation? No, I normally just always uh, listen to the English versions. But it made sense to me when they were explaining it. So yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to it. But it was. Pretty along the similar lines of other anime where you get a lot of chaos and you're kind of confused as to what's going on and then it kind of does shape up towards the end and this one's kind of a little sci-fi, so it's okay. Yeah, a little sci-fi, but got that war element to it. Yeah. So that brings us into uh, the recap of this film. So. Let's get – I don't even know if we can recap uh, like the first half. It's going to be real tough because it's it's because it, they explain it later, so I, I'm going to probably mix in some things that we learned later. <laughs> into so it this makes original. sense. Yeah, a little bit. So we open uh, during World War II actually, um, and uh, there's some super sweet battle sub called called the Battle Station Raz. I would under- Dude, it's the Undersea the Battleship. Battle- Ra. And they keep on saying those exact words. Undersea battleship Ra. Yeah. I, we are the undersea battleship Ra. They're never like, oh, hey, let's just go get to the Ra. Get to the undersea battleship Ra. Yeah. And so they're ready to fuck up a whole bunch of shit, but they hear about Hiroshima. Are they? They're just kind of cruising along. Right. But you can see them later. They're just like ready to oh. like, fuck stuff up. And do you remember the other episode when you asked me, do they call it Hiroshima, Hiroshima? Yeah. They called it Hiroshima here. Okay. Good. I don't know what's correct. Hiroshima. So. so, anyways, they hear about Hiroshima, and there's some, there is some funny translation and voice work here because everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. and then at the very end, someone's like, huh, huh. <laughs> like just like yeah. laughing. I'm like, hey, were you laughing at Hiroshima or Hiroshima? <laughs> and so, uh, and so, yeah, one guy's like devastated because his family was in uh, Hiroshima, and he like runs off of his post or whatever. So he's like, hey, get back to your station. He's yeah. like, bro, let him go. His brother was in uh, Hiroshima. It's like, oh man, okay, let him go. Go to his station. And then there's all of a sudden there's like a crazy girl in like a costume, like sitting behind the captain. Yes. I'm like, Wait, who's that? And she's got like a gold band on her head and she's wearing like a cloak and like red and blue jumpsuit. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my predictions are coming to fruition. And they're like, yeah, it looks, it seems like the next thing is they're going to take the power source that powers the raw and totally fuck up the world. And I'm like, what's actually happening right now? <laughs> what is this? Uh, where where am I and why am I watching this? Yeah. But anyway, they uh, they surface real quick because I don't know why. They just go up to the surface. Yeah. And what do they see? An American battleship. The Liberty. We find out it's a Liberty later. Yeah. I'm not sure they name it here. And no. they're like, what the fuck is that? And Annette's all of a sudden like, Avatar. Av- Annette is the person in the weird outfit. Yeah, she's in the weird outfit. And then, yeah, she starts screaming, Avatar, oh, Avatar, like, Avatar, Avatar, no. Avatar, Avatar, no. I'm like, oh, come on, enough with this. But anyway, literally in my notes, I have, there's a clairvoyant motherfucker <laughs> who's like, I sent someone on that ship. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what my notes say. Yeah. So Avatar and Annette, they're like connected and they're they're like basically- Through the brain. Through the brain. And they're like kind of going back and forth. And Annette clearly wants to like save humanity, but Avatar is like ready to destroy everything. 
And so they they turn that the liberty on the raw, even though the raw is like, we're not going to attack. Like, we're totally not going to attack. They're ready to just kind of be like, Hiroshima happened. It's time to like maybe surrender this war or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Avatar, Avatar, no, uh, is ready to totally blow them out of the water. So they start shooting at them and they're like, no one fire. Like, we're going to surrender. Then all of a sudden that asshole whose brother died in Hiroshima is down in the the place with the guns and is ready to like blow them up yeah because like one dude has total control over all the, well i guess it is some kind of weird retro futuristic sub so he knows, maybe yeah. he does so he shoots at the sub and they're like oh shit we're gonna get totally fucked up and then avatar in a last ditch effort like mind melds with or sorry annette oh, mind melds with avatar and like knocks each other out so yes. they're like unconscious and then Av- the liberty continues to attack uh the raw and so quickly the captain bundles his xo uh with uh annette Onto like a plane and have them fly away. <laughs> and then he's, but hold on, before this, he's like, here, give this to my wife. Most of the time it's like a letter, but yeah. it's like just a sword. It's a sword. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Yeah, that's Japanese. That is me. true love. Yes. Yeah. So he gives him like a little sword. He's like, here's my sword. <laughs> give it to my wife. I carry it everywhere. Um, so anyways, we fast forward to today. Like that, that's just the beginning. And then we get like a credit sequence. Well, oh, oh, hold like on. But the subs do turn at one oh, another. Oh, yeah. And they, they ram into and each other. And because they've yeah. got these huge like drills on drills. front. And they just like smack into each and other. Like, why, and would then... that, why would they need a drill? Oh, you come to find out why they need a drill <laughs> oh, later. Oh, yeah. Except although do. they, yeah, well, we'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah. Don't even try to ruin it. But then all of a sudden, second movie in a row where we're down in Antarctica. Oh, yeah. And was, Antarctica played a huge role in this film. I know. I was really surprised. Yeah. And so anyways, there's all kinds of crazy shit happening down there. Antarctica is basically melting and there are rogue icebergs everywhere, like just like floating about. And like even up in the tropics, people are like, oh, we're in our beachwear. And what's that iceberg doing? Oh man, this water is a little chillier than normal. (laughs) And the Maldives is like, actually, we are destroyed now because of all the melting ice. So your little vacation ruined by icebergs isn't a big deal, is it? Right. Right. But anyway, we see a guy yeah. in like a snowmobile style car. Oh, yeah. And you, you don't really know what's going on, but you can see that he's being electrocuted. He's got like sparks everywhere. Yeah. yeah. The car's being electrocuted. All of a sudden, his glasses are being electrocuted. His wristwatch is being electrocuted. And the he runs out. Car breaks down, yeah. Car breaks down. He's just face down in the snow. And he explodes. He does. He just internally combusts. He like bursts like a grape. Yeah. It was pretty gross, but it was a cartoon, so I wasn't that grossed out. It would have been cool to, you know, even if it was a real live action movie. Yeah. Just like, like, ah, <laughs> just like quick, quickly jumps over to live action to yeah. show like a human body exploding. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> now that's what we're talking oh my about. God, why that happened? <laughs> it's like um, the reverse of Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there we are. The UN is going to send like an investigative team and we see the XO like as an old man hanging, chilling with the captain's like ex-wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, uh, I guess his, her, his widow. Uh, and they're just like chilling and she's like, Oh, I guess Go's going on that that uh, mission. He's like, Go's going on the mission? Oh no! Like that's that sucks. And like, I can't believe I've like sent like three different generations of this one family to their death, all in the the name of this one mission. And you have no idea kind of what he's talking about at all. But you know, yeah. Go is on this mission, and Go is like getting razzed about liking Anne, who looks suspiciously like Annette. And they're like, 
we're not in love, but we kind of are. And they like smooch with their eyes, but not with their lips. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they get down to the area and they're like ready to fly down there. So they start flying to what they, they're told that there's like a big column in the middle of Antarctica. Like right in the center, there's just this giant column, like several kilometers wide. Right. And you might be wondering, what are we talking about? That's the only information we're We don't know. We don't know. Also that this giant column is emitting microwave radiation. That's why the person exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like they were just put in a microwave. Yeah. And who the heck is going to want to go on that mission? No, apparently them. Because Go's like (laughs) way into it. And he's like, okay, we're going to fly out there. And they fly toward this column. And all of a sudden, the helicopters are starting to go a little crazy because it's it's even more powerful than they imagined. So they land and they're like, we're looking at it. We can't really see anything. Someone's going to go up there. And Go's like, I'll go. And he jumps on the helicopter with Anne and flies towards this column by going real high. And all of a sudden, they like, she's like, gets like a sense. Oh shit. She gets like a jolt that. Avatar, Avatar, no, is Avatar's on there. And she like shoots a laser beam and she like turns real quick using their mind meld. He's like, yeah. oh, she anticipates it and, and goes away and they start flying away. But <laughs> the column totally destroys the rest of their team. Like just like oh, blows, dude. Into, blows into bits. Everything. Uh, actually, the column kills like a lot of people because <laughs> then they try to blow up the column with some nukes. And they're like, we totally nuke that motherfucker. No big deal. And then the clouds clear and the column's just there. And like, oh, shit. And then the column's pissed and starts sending out these little <laughs> yeah. rings. And oh, at yeah. first you don't know what they are. But once it did this, I was like, I know what's going on with this ring. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the thing that launched the nuke was, was a, a submarine. submarine. Yeah. I was like, ah, here we you go. You were super happy until you weren't because that submarine <laughs> got crushed. Yeah, it, oh, didn't, like a can. it didn't last very long. <laughs> no. So this <laughs> ring all of a sudden envelops the submarine and they're freaking out. Captain, we've got stuff to the northeast and above us and below us and everywhere. And all of a sudden, they just like explode. Yeah. And then the ring rises up out of the water and the beam shoot from the column yeah. right into the ring. Yep. This seems unnecessary. It does seem a little unnecessary given how like perfectly the beams yeah. could be aimed. Like, why do you need the You rings? don't need them. Yeah, just for just for pizzazz. Yeah, really for pizzazz. But, you got to uh, like it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But anyway, you shoot a laser beam into the ring and it can bend it and it'll like just light everything up. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And so anyways, it shoots a whole bunch of stuff, destroys all these ships. It cuts like a ship in half. And so we see a net on one half of a ship kind of float away and then go like stumbles and falls off his ship as well in the sea of Antarctica. And yet he's like floating around on a board later and just gets rescued somehow. Yeah. You're not surviving out there. You know how cold that would be? You ever seen Titanic? Yeah. Jack does not survive. Uh, Spoiler alert. He's not floating around on that piece of wood. Not everybody's seen that movie yet. Sorry. Uh, and so, um, we, we, but before, we see the before this happens, yeah. Annette's like, that's a gravity ring. Yeah. yeah. Like, she, oh. know, she knows what's up. Basically. That's all they needed to say. Yeah. Later, they do go into depth onto what it is, but it's like, no, as soon as you say gravity ring, most of us understand. It's using gravity and crushing things. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And so we also see the column rise from the North Pole, actually, destroy like a plane and, and start to orbit the Earth. And so that's like the big plan. We start to see the beginning of the big plan of of these columns. And of what? Avatar. No, Avatar. Yeah. And then um, we even get, uh, we, we cut on over because there's like some kind of United Nations Council. United Nations. United Nations are like super powerful in this alternate universe. They have yeah. like the, the entire army is the United Nations. Basically. But did you notice that JFK was there? Really? Because somebody had the voice. He's like- how long can we continue to control the press and media? There okay, we go. It's all in our universe. JFK survived. I thought the same thing myself when I heard it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. And so uh, we also see at one point, like all the UN boats are going down to the, going to, down to Antarctica and like an iceberg passes them. And we just see like a brief flash of someone like 
in the iceberg. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. wait, what? <laughs> is that person like driving an iceberg? And the answer is, yeah, he is. <laughs> that person is driving an iceberg. It's, yeah. And so anyways, a passing seaplane goes and picks up Go and he wakes up in kind of a hospital wing and he like creeps around a little bit and it turns out he's in this giant like structure and he looks out and he sees the Ra. Sorry, what was it again? The, the under- undersea battleship Ra. Yeah, so the undersea battleship Ra is there. And also the ship that his dad left on when he was a kid and never came back and he was told he died. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? And we were all like watching it. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, we were on the edge of our seats. I had to take out insurance on my couch because I was afraid I was going to wear out the edge of it. Dude, I don't even know if at this point in the movie I understood what was going on still. No one did. And so anyways, he's taken up by this kind of like a grunt or a guy who like kind of maintains the boat or whatever, is building the boat uh, or the raw. And he, they go onto the raw and there's his like dad straight up is just his dad. It's a guy who looks just like his dad sitting in the captain's seat. And he's like, uh, are you my dad? And the guy's like, no, I'm not your dad. Your dad died. It's like but 30 is, years ago. But is this like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like Darth Vader type thing where you tell me my dad's dead, but he just really didn't die. And he's just like a different person like you sitting in that chair. And he's like, no, it's totally not like that. Uh, but it does turn out to be that spoiler. No way. It does. It turns out <laughs> Seriously? Different. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, dude, never saw it coming. Could not see that coming because he looked just like his dad. <laughs> yeah. And you could, <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we get a little bit of backstory here. So the X- finally, the, finally, we get to understand what is going on. So the XO has taken on the, the moniker uh, Sugawa, Sugawara or something. Dude. And he wrote a report. Yeah. And anyways, the UN's kind of talking with him and they're like, tell us what's happening. And he's like, okay, well, there's like these subterranean people that live right. in the earth. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, uh, like, humans live in the earth. Uh, and, and they uh, want to destroy us surface dwellers. Yes. And they're like, we don't believe you. Yeah, we're like, we straight up think you're a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, every president has had this report that you've written and it's been passed down yeah. year to year. Like, well, yeah, because it's truth. Yeah. So he's kind of, he implies that basically they came up to help us, but they came at the wartime. And so it turned out really poorly and they've decided to destroy the earth. And so they have to try to stop it. And the way they were going to stop it is a secret kind of plan or project of rebuilding this um, undersea battleship Ra. Thank you. Uh, that uh, it has the capability of kind of competing with the bad guy. Right. Because as, no. as, as we've seen, nuclear weapons have no effect on it. No. no and no. there's even this one like gung ho American general, like we saw in yeah, the Virus. UN, UN general. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, we're just going to nuke that stuff down there in the Antarctic South Pole. I don't even know what words I'm using yeah. right now. And, uh, <laughs> Somebody's so like, go down but there, if you yeah. do that, it'll melt all the ice and flood the whole world. He's like, all I care about is winning. I'm like, yeah. but is it winning? <laughs> I don't know. I it guess, just, it, I mean, does sure. ask some philosophical you could all go questions. live in the mountains or something. So anyways, they try to, they try to fuck some shit up. There's like a, a, some gravity rings come out with it for the UN fleet. They destroy one of them and they're like, total victory. Don't, no big deal. And Avatar, Avatar, no. Yeah, Avatar's like. Uh, really? Because I'm just going to destroy all your boats <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and proceeds to destroy all of them. And then the Ra is like, okay, it's time for us to like kind of take them to school a little bit. Oh, but hold on. Yeah. On the Ra, who shows up? Oh, Annette. Right? Anne. The yeah. one that like go lost in the Antarctic Ocean. Right. And she's all like, of a sudden she's there. Yeah. And she's like wearing her shit, right? Or not yet. Oh, no. she's Because it's funny. He's like, and what is this costume yeah. you're wearing? And so they're together and they're like, okay, blow the, blow the 
thing and so they're in an iceberg straight up and they blow it apart and there is the battleship undersea battleship raw and they uh basically go out and start destroying everything and they have this kind of um they have like a, a shield that a makes force it, field a force field that makes it so those laser beams don't do anything mm-hmm. so they're able to kind of like blow up a bunch of those rings the uh, this big spinny thing it's really hard to describe because this thing is insane this whole movie is insane but it's like a spinny thing and like it tries to like go down like almost looks like a beehive kind of a spinny beehive and it goes down tries to crush the raw and the raw does this whole thing where it like turns 95 degrees oh or 45 dude no degrees. This, this is this is pretty dramatic yeah. because like they're like okay these shields will last but right. it, if we don't have the shields on that thing will crush us well how much time do we have before it crushes us well we have a third of a second and the captain like some kind of magician is all about this new plan that he's got. He's like, hold on, flood those tanks. And somebody's yeah. like, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're on. I'm like, what? What are you? What are we talking about? <laughs> they roll the undersea battleship raw onto its side. Strap on its side, yep. And then <laughs> they also gave the controls to go, which yeah. made no sense. It was really a bad choice. Yeah. So they he had a third of a second. They're going to deactivate the shields, and then they're going to reactivate them. And when they reactivate them, it was like just shoving this beehive thing a million miles in the air, and then they just blast it, blow it up. And destroy it. And they're like, okay, that's pretty good. And Avatar's like, oh, you don't even know what's up, but I'm going to like hide for a second. Like, don't worry about it. And so she kind of goes away for a second. And then Go goes out and like confronts his dad. He's like, you're my dad. And his dad is like, uh, quit your whining, okay? He's like, no, I'm not your dad. Yeah, stop being a little bitch, okay? He was like, even going to punch him. Who punches like, her dad? Yeah. It's like, and and then he's like, we're, we're not even part of a country. Don't worry. We're independent. independent. And so, mm-hmm. you know what? I am going to admit it. I am your dad. And you have to deal with that shit. <gasps> and then, yeah, then all of a sudden, yeah. we see a, another column like shit itself out of the earth. Yeah, and start to make a ring around. It the goes earth. into orbit, and then yeah. that's the end of like volume one. And now we're on to volume two. And I basically shit my pants because I was like, "Holy God, I have no idea what's happening." <laughs> like, I actually am not sure what is actually happening at the beginning of this. Well, I mean, really, they didn't explain all that much. I mean, they explained some in the first episode, but, but not, not a, a huge amount. They had to go through a lot of exposition in the second episode to be yeah. able to really explain it. When this opened up, even, yeah. there's like an air battle and the undersea battleship rod, it's, uh, it's flying around. flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, like, that was never even explained before. And then later they pretend like they can't fly. It's so weird. I, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but like, I was like, wait, why don't you just fly? Just fly up in the air. Yeah. I saw you do it. I almost wanted to rewind. Like, did I see that? I swear to God, it was flying around. I know. I, had, I did a double take because I'm like, yeah. wait, wait. Like, that's legitimately happening, right? right? Yes. You're flying. So the spinning machines are like cr- crushing cities, just destroying cities. And the raw is a badass and flying around and, and destroying all of them too. Mm-hmm. And then we find out how the raw even came to be right here. Right. And this is through some... You want to explain this? It's really weird. Uh, so there was like an, a meteorite, right? Yeah, it fell to Earth, both in Manchuria and then somewhere in America, apparently. That, that was a, Or Canada or something. And I think- Canadians was, wouldn't have given it to the Americans? I think they said it was Canada. Oh, really? But anyways, yeah. I may be wrong about that. And uh, uh, so anyways, they uh, they find this thing and it's, it's a material, it's like an energy source. It's basically like an impossibly huge 
an energy source. It can power all kinds of stuff. So they decide, hey, we can power anything we want. We want to power a giant undersea battleship <laughs> uh, named the Ra, and it has a giant drill on the front. And how weird, because the Americans thought the same exact thing. Yeah, we, really strange that they came to the same conclusion. This is a perfect way to use this energy source. But both independently decided to build these battle undersea battleships. It's great. Ra and Liberty. And so they have these things. And, and, and later on, they kind of go on to explain that Annette only showed up later when it was clear that they had totally botched this because this is a test subterranean people had set up a test for us which was okay we're going to give you this energy source we'll see if you use it for uh peace or war and of course the first thing that both countries do is like undersea battleships <laughs> that's choosing war that's not great not yeah. you didn't didn't pass so annette tries to come and make it the easiest test possible which she's basically like for the love of god please use this for peace because you if you don't you will destroy the world because you will fail the test just use it for peace. Just use it for peace. Like, all you have to do, use it for peace. She then, gave him the answer. She did. But then, yeah. you know, people are going to be like, wait, where did you say you came from? You came from inside the earth? Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Me listening to you. <laughs> so anyways, they continue to, they continue to, because um, she makes all these predictions, but she, so she decides to like kind of help them in, in the sense of like try to continue to guide them towards not using the Ra or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, we, we get to, back to that first scene where in the process of this they they come to realize that all our predictions were true they should have used it for peace because as a result of having both of the u.s and and japan having built these battleships uh, undersea battleships uh they will um uh be destroyed because <laughs> <laughs> avatars decided we're evil yeah. and they are going to destroy us so yeah. that's kind of that's the backstory that we get a little bit more avatar is kind of like stoking the fire and that's like guys like let's relax yeah, yeah. And she's like hey, why don't you just shoot over there at those right, guys yeah. and so, so anyway, then all yeah. of a sudden we cut on over to our first, well, I guess it's our first whole animated movie and our first whole animated movie nude scene. Oh, yeah. Alex. How'd you like that one? Which one was this one? The first <laughs> this one? is when she, she was swimming around and swimming. Her, like, her breasts were just above the water. Yeah. Like just really, like just, just really above anything, the water. But then she walked out to show full on ass. Yeah, so. it was straight, straight up butt. Some animated butt there. Cartoon butt. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I don't sit there drawing butts all day. No, I do not. Is that from something? That is from something, right? I don't think so. Super bad or something, right? Anyways. No, super um, bad. He's strong dicks. <laughs> oh, dicks. Yeah, come on. Come on. How, I would have known. You I should have known people that. not know that. I should have known that. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so anyways, yeah, they made it like this. Uh, she, so they kind of talk through all this stuff. And she's basically explaining how, like, the reason why she decided to do this for the humans was because of love. She first saw the love... I, it seems to be almost like the, between the captain and the XO, like the love no. of. Uh, I, I had a different interpretation on this, but I want to hear what you say. And then, it. and then later, when she was taken in by the XO, she saw love for him to her as a, like a daughter, but also for then his or the son of the captain and his wife saw love, and then was able to actually firsthand experience love of someone actually loving her with Go, and like this was all the thing. Like she was able to see love and understand love and understand it was bigger uh or something important to save because they had kind of gotten rid of emotions in the subterranean world they decided mm-hmm. they were not like useful or whatever and so because they're not that's true well I, you just don't understand it because you're a robot that, that i built tell people about that oh sorry uh yeah i'm a genius and i built you because you're a robot anyway cyborg yeah oh that's true you're a part <laughs> <laughs> i saved you from the rubble uh and um 
And so she's like, and you get the sense that also is like Avatar, it's almost like a yin and yang. Like Avatar only saw hate. She mm-hmm. saw the hate of the world while um, Annette saw the love of the world. Right. And so they see like the two sides of it uh, just differently. And so like she's trying to save the world and Avatar's trying to destroy the world. The way I interpreted this right. when Annette was talking about all this stuff is she's like, I learned about love from your grandfather right. and then from your father. Oh, that she had sex with all of them? And then from you. And I was like, what is going <laughs> on? Banging every like male member of this family? I don't. I did not interpret it that way. I did. I don't think so. Rewatch it. I don't think it was that. But you can do all you want because you got a perverted mind. My mind is pure. Ew. And so really? uh, anyways, Go is like, you know, I'm going to fight for you. Because you're banging, you're fine, and you're a weird costume. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I saw and you. I love you. Lady parts. And so, anyways, the UN, because they're on the secret island, and, and the UN shows up, they had followed them to the secret island, very much like a uh, like a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea type of thing. So, they, mm-hmm. they followed them to the, to the island, and they're like, give us the ship. You can't be, like, unaffiliated. We're going to destroy you otherwise. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, we better, you know, we better get out of here but like let's try to communicate them like we're not really a threat don't worry about it because that worked so well last time right and then avatar shows up avatar no and annette's there Ooh, oh we are like no, we're, we're, we're getting there dude we're we're about there yeah so avatar's there and they have like a little bit of like a mind battle and avatar starts sending some laser beams out <laughs> a mind battle. and she's like yeah avatar's kind of like uh because goes there she's like using it like that's her weakness it's like i'm gonna destroy go and it's like mentally she's like kind of like jabbing at her like memories of go and stuff like that who yeah. she loves and then at the same time she's sending laser beams and shooting at the un so the un's like oh man they're attacking us we better attack them back and so the un shooting all kinds of missiles out and kind of like messing up Ra, the Ra. and so mm-hmm. the Ra's like okay we, we got to get out of we got to get out of the captain's like i don't do this often but like let's peel this dick out for a second and get the hell out of here and i'm like oh yeah he's gonna use that dick and fly because his submarine can fly like his submarine actually doesn't have to be in the water it can like fly into the air right and instead he's like we got to get through this gate and i'm like just fly in the air just fly over the gate <laughs> the yeah. gate's not that tall just like fly over it because your submarine can fly yeah and then he's like i'm gonna use the drill i'm like really i mean i guess it's cool to use the drill but like <laughs> you got the drill you got to use it you can also fly because you're a flying submarine but they'd only like <laughs> done that for like a minute and a half it was weird. I was like, why don't you just fly? You could fly around and the U down would be like, we have no chance. Like, yeah. They're flying in the air. Did you see that? It's crazy. And so anyways, they drill through the thing, go request to like go into a fighter plane. And Which he's it's like, what? Yeah. And so he's like flying around this fighter plane around Avatar too. And Avatar's like trying to shoot laser beams at him. And he's like dodging the laser beams or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they finally, like the Raw is able to get through the barrier, dive into the ocean because they've, the, the trap is there. So the whole idea of them going back to their secret base is they were going to lure like the main ship, Av- Avatar's main ship to that location. So Avatar's there. Her ship's there. And the ship is how it's organizing this big ring of columns around the Earth, and which is going to destroy. That's going to eventually, once it's complete, it'll yes. destroy the Earth. And since you can't actually damage the columns, they had to figure out a way to destroy this ring a different way, which is basically stopping it from assembling in the first place. Yeah. And it's destroying that ship. So they go down and Avatar's like a little freaked out now. It's like, oh shit. And so she dives into the ocean because the Ra basically destroys this giant ship. And you're like, oh, it's the end of the movie. It's no big deal. But spoiler alert, uh, that was only a casing, kind of like the iceberg. Yeah. Because what rises out of that giant ship? The undersea battleship Liberty, the stars and stripes. Right. Yeah. So the U.S. <laughs> ship, the bad guys, <laughs> fuck the U.S. Am I right? Am I right, guys? 
No, you're no, not right. I'm sorry. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm a patriot. You're really getting into this Japanese movie month. Yeah. I'm sorry. We'll I, just, really I, I really, in. yeah. Overdid it there. But anyways, uh, so the, the only movie's there, and it's pretty great. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, it's really kind of taken it to the raw. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so the raw ends up getting sunk straight, like really getting sunk. Cause they, they're like, oh man, we got to dive. So they dive and then like the Liberty's there and just like shoots them again, a giant laser beam hole in them. Yeah. And like they sink to the bottom of the ocean. I'm not, not even sure how you survive that. Like it's like half of their ship is gone, but somehow they were able to close all of the Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. They were. I have no idea. And not only that, but because they're like shooting laser beams, they're like, like a volcano starting to erupt. So there's like magma everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh man, now this volcano's active. I'm like, what? I was like, wait a second. Isn't <laughs> what's the, going on? Isn't the earth hollow in this scenario? Anyways, yeah. I'm not even sure where, where this magma's coming from. And so anyways, they're like, we got one last chance. It's a real, you know, it's a real tough thing. But like, you know, if my, if there's anything I know, I know that my dick has the power and it's like, oh, that's true. It's probably a potentially the case. And so they do one last trick. What's the they trick? They do. Well, I don't even know. This trick happened before that, but- Anne and Go are back on the undersea battleship Ra. Oh, yeah. They returned to it. Yeah. How? I think they flew in their spaceship and into <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> bullshit. I don't know how they got back there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> uh, so. Um, we're, we're like right there. Yeah. So they, in, la- in a last ditch effort, they lure the Liberty forwards or something. And then they like jab them with it or they they go after each other with like their drills or whatever right well the liberty does not have as strong a hull as the Ra, and when the volcano erupts it will torch the liberty oh okay so it so they make the volcano erupt i don't know how it happened and so anyways in the last one but it like happened avatar no avatar's dying and in her last moment she remembers all the good times that she had with Anne, like of them like having like flowers in their hair and like running around and then there's like a brief moment where you see like a bed and they're both laying on it and totally nude i was like wait what the fuck i know i was (laughs) the college because they're like college years like oh okay because they're like oh we're kids and we're hanging out and then that you're like what the fuck am i watching what is this yeah Yeah. Is uh, anybody behind me? Because I don't want anybody to know I'm watching this. Yeah, so they're on a space bed, like just totally new for a second. And then the raw surfaces, the ring is destroyed. Mm-hmm. And you hear like this like, weird quote. It's like, drinks on me, drinks on me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the world's like probably pretty devastated. Oh, well. Yeah. And <laughs> At then, least we can find a watering hole. And then go in a net, probably smooch. And they have babies or whatever. And they're yeah. like, like weird, like crazy, genetically, like, you know, modified babies probably or something. But the Ra flies out of the water at the end. Oh yeah, and they're off on a new mission or something, right? They're gonna yeah. go to the under. They're gonna they're go gonna to the subterranean world. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, fuck them up. No, I don't know about fuck them up. We can't. They assume. should. I think they should just maybe. Be, it's more diplomatic than that. I think. Ah, uh, that'd be horrible. It would be a really bad movie if the movie was just the diplomatic negotiations between the subterraneans <laughs> and the uh, the earth dwellers or the surface dwellers or whatever. Yeah. So that's that movie, man. That's. Yeah. I don't even know how you describe. <laughs> we tried to describe it, I guess. It wasn't great. Uh, d- description wasn't great. I'm not saying the movie wasn't great. I'm saying our description was not very good. 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Alex, what do you think? What, what is going to be your official score? My official score, I'm going to give it uh, a five and a half. Um, it was okay. Uh, the music, as you mentioned before, I mean, they actually got a Philharmonic to do it. So, the music sounded good. It was fine. We did see a lot of underwater stuff, which we like to see. It's a little too sci-fi for me with the whole I, – I don't mind, like, the space stuff and everything that's happening out there, but it's – when it gets to the underground and then, like, 
also switching stuff that happened during the war. I mean, that is always strange. It's really, yeah, it's, really it's always weird a little strange, stuff. especially I mean, when you, I, it's, uh, yeah, especially when it's big stuff because like U five seven one. They switch stuff around, but like it's stuff that like no one really knows. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the layperson. <laughs> but even in this, like at the beginning, if it was during World War II, the Japanese people were like, "No, no, we don't want to attack." When in reality, they were relentless <laughs> and would attack any chance they got. Uh, so it was just a little strange. Uh, but other than that, it was okay. It was decent. I liked it. I'd probably watch it again if I had to. Um, if you had to. If I had to. Yep. If there's nothing else on, I'm watching it. So you required, but if they pass a law, that's required all citizens to watch it again. Well, then yeah, I would. Yep. We should right. run for some local government positions and try to get that enacted in a city. You probably have to. <laughs> you, know, you probably have to make more DVDs or at least get Netflix to have I it did, streaming. I did think it was pretty cool though. The di- giant drills in the front of the underwater ships. Um, I don't know why. I thought it was really funny the very first scene though, like when the Japanese turn on their uh, drill to go ram the American ship, the Liberty. The Liberty just turns around and it's got three of them. <laughs> like, it's just, like I, I laughed at that. It was pretty funny, that kind of no, stuff. Oh, Amer- yeah. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I was going over the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did both nations with this ultimate power source make undersea battleships, but they also put drills on, <laughs> put yeah, drills it just, on the front of it. Yeah. It's, it's also crazy. <laughs> I, see, I don't know. I don't. I wish there was a little bit more backstory to it, because since it did come from underground, like I'm wondering if they were trying to use the ships to drag dig under the water uh i i really have no idea but it was pretty cool oh not to mention like the the people that they have doing the voices at least for the version we watched they've all been in a lot of other good anime so like they had good voices doing this and besides from that one guy that you mentioned at the beginning that just kind of laughed and sounded weird <laughs> uh the voices i mean they were pretty good voices and they got pretty good famous people to at least in the anime yeah, world they, ha- they seem to have very extensive um imdb um they were in yeah. like, they were in a lot of movies and oh, a lot yeah. of movies that they were each in, like they seem like they're like kind of a set cast or a lot of them are in the same movies together yeah um so they're kind of the premiere set of people a little bit um yeah i mean i, I agree with a lot of it i actually had i had some fun w- watching it just because of how crazy it was it made me actually want to w- watch some more um, just to see what they're like. Like, I haven't seen some of the big ones out there. Like, what's it called? Like, Neon Evangelion or something like that? What's that one? I have no uh, idea. Yeah, Neon. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 there's ones that I've heard of before. I've just never gotten around to Or like Apple Seed and these ones that I've heard of before that are, you know, somewhat bigger anime that I've never seen. And now this makes me kind of want because they're just so crazy and, and weird. And um, at times, like visually uh, very interesting, just like the the weird stuff that they're they're doing with the uh, with the animation and things like that. Um, so I enjoyed some of that stuff. Um, uh, I did think they went out, they had to do a little heavy lifting on. On the exposition in the middle, trying to make up the fact that really you had no on. idea what was actually happening, and they had, they they really chose something very convoluted with just having it be a subterranean group of people or whatever. It could have just been like an undersea kingdom or something. Then you don't have to go to all this like trouble of like making this crazy ring that's made of like microwaves and stuff like that. It's like all no, right. they're just going to destroy them. Like it's fine. Those rings to me looked like they were at ninety degree angles, right at the top and bottom, the columns. How are they going to make a circle? Uh, just, I mean, they're, very, they're small in comparison to the a whole cir- circle or around, the earth, around the earth or whatever. Fine. So they just had to tilt them a little bit. But you're right. They wouldn't have perfect, um, they wouldn't be able to touch perfectly against each other. 
All right. Unless they're a little sloped. For all we know, they're a little, very, they very, very slightly sloped. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to do the back of the envelope math on this one to see how sloped they are. <laughs> that anime you were trying to remember is called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, so and, that's the one. And I know yeah. some of the people in this were also in those and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. correct. Yeah, this it's one of the best ranked uh, animes of all time. Came out in like 95 and 96, yeah. pretty around the same time as this. So it makes yeah. sense that they were using the same voices. But they don't re they haven't remade these series and so finding them online in like a dvd set's very rare and they're very expensive oh so i won't maybe i won't be able to yeah probably not who knows maybe, maybe my netflix will. dvd maybe my netflix dvd will have it yeah thank god i have that description still um and so i'm going to give it a 5 in the end i i enjoyed it i didn't think it was necessarily it's not like it's not blowing me out of the water like best thing I've ever seen, but I had fun watching it and I thought it was pretty good. And so I was going to go for five. I'm glad to see that, you know, Alex went a little higher than that. So 5.5, like kind of coming in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of stuff you get uh, that I would say has already been mentioned for the entire first volume. You are extremely confused. For sure. You're not even entirely certain what you're watching other than all these things going on. I don't know how the subterranean people could control a meteorite to send the power source, but I guess they also can shoot columns out of the columns just go Earth's into the air and perfectly go into a circle. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> so they can do all that. There was some fun stuff. It was like you said, they really had to go into detail a lot right in the beginning of the second one. Probably for like twenty minutes. Really long time. Of like a, a, a lot of the forty minutes thing. It's just like a flashback, really explaining in detail exactly what's going on because there's no way you could put it all together uh, from just that first episode. And I guess it not makes really sense possible. because right when the, all that stuff starts happening, you're not going to know what's going on. So maybe this is even better than we thought. Maybe. Maybe it's the best movie we've seen. I'm still going to give it a five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I thought the, another thing to say is like I thought the sub action was good. I do wish there was more sub battling. Yes. Kind of. um, you know, just between the I mean the Liberty and the Raw at the end, it was it was pretty good mm-hmm. sub battle and kind of going back and forth. A lot of it on the surface, a little bit underwater. Um, but it would have been fun for it to have to do like a lot of submarine stuff. It's also just like when you have a really futuristic sub, you just don't get some of the fun stuff, like getting like uh, having to shoot torpedoes and being like, did we hit it? Like they kind of just know they're going to like blow everyone out of the right. water. It's no big deal. And they're not getting like depth charged and they're not like having to deal with all that kind of shit either. It's yeah. so you, you kind of move away from being a submarine and being kind of like a, uh, an advanced spaceship that also goes underwater <laughs> in a way. <laughs> they can fly. Yeah. They can also fly. Right. I guess a spaceship could fly. Yeah. Well, <sighs> such is life yes alright so I'm gonna get into a little trivia and this is mostly about the backstory because there's not a huge amount of like trivia about like the film itself it's like not like alternate casting or anything for this film wait why not <laughs> well voiceover work so this is the second version of the story put to screen the first was uh, just called uh, A Dragon made in 1963 and seemingly very difficult to get in the United States because we would have had to pay like 30 bucks to be able to get it right for a DVD in 2018 and we are making the big bucks in the podcast biz but we are busy building our golden submarine so we weren't going to waste $30 on that DVD yeah yeah we got to use all that money for that submarine and so apparently according to online this was widely syndicated or the 1963 version was widely syndicated in the US uh but only recently got an English DVD release. It, it was apparently like hmm. p- a popular thing to show on TV. 
Anyways. What were they showing on, like, Toonami or something? I have no idea. I, I used to watch that a lot. Yeah. It has a pretty different and much harsher plot. And so that ends with the uh, evil underwater empire being totally destroyed by the submarine. And then the submarine having been built solely for the purpose of bringing Japan back as, like, the military superpower on Earth. So it's kind of just like a weird, that's like a really weird storyline. <laughs> Wait, is that in the movie? In 1963 or? movie. Okay. Yeah. You can watch some of that online and it does involve a dragon shooting laser beams. Oh, that's weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyways, the dragon isn't even the name that these were released under in Japan. Uh, either this one or the the 1963 version. So literally those were titled The Undersea Warship and The Super Undersea Warship. That um, makes sense. But they decided to release it as a contraction of the words Atomic Dragon, which is why I was saying that it was a dragon, right? Atomic right. Dragon. Um, as a descriptor for the submarine, I guess, or something like that. Or maybe a descriptor for that dragon. I don't know. They only called mm-hmm. this one Super or Dragon when they released it because uh, it was a reference to the first film, just to say that it was also an adaption of the same like, uh-huh, work or okay. So this is the second week in a row we have a uh, Katokawa production. So they were the publishing company that made films based on their books, including Virus. Ah. Uh, and so in other manga properties and stuff. And so um, last week it was Haruki uh, Katokawa who made the film. But this was a film that was made um, just after he had been arrested and sentenced to jail for his cocaine um trafficking or whatever and he'd already been forced out of the company so it was his younger brother uh was the one who took over and he was the never producer. trust the assistant right all right so this is this is based on two novels the one is an undersea warship it was a 1900 novel so wait what written in 1900 they predicted world war ii shunro oshikawa interesting the book it's appropriate for its time so it was it was, consi- it was concerned with a future war between japan and russia so both sides it, the two sides were russia and japan and that was four years before the russo-japanese war so those are kind of the two powers uh, that were kind of okay. going back and forth at that time in that region uh, it was also based on the undersea kingdom by shiguru uh, komatsu zaki um and that's where the whole Avatar and Net stuff comes from because, it, you know, it mostly has to do with this like underwater kingdom of Mu or whatever. And that's like, you know, they're the ones who are kind of the bad guys in that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this film, the main bad guy is named Avatar. Avatar, no, no, Avatar. They say it so much. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah just... it was a lot. <sighs> yeah. So which of these other actors from Avatar would have done some nice voice work here? So what about um, Sigourney Weaver, who actually was a voice in the animated film Happily Never After? I This is like right up her alley. Yeah. Who would she be? Though? I could would see she, it. Would she be Avatar? I could see her being both Avatar. Well, she could have also been like, I mean, it's not it's yeah. not inconceivable for her to have been a captain or one of the whatever. Like she's got the like the strong voice for it. Does of. she? Yeah, she does. She's got a very strong. I'm Sigourney Weaver. Sexy voice. <laughs> I... I'm not your dad. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm not your mom. Uh, what about Zoe Saldana? She was a voice in the Book of Life. Ooh. I think she'd be good in that, yeah. I would, yeah, I think she'd be Annette. better at, yeah, a good Annette. Annette. If, if you had um, Sigourney Weaver in there, I'd make her an avatar rather than Well, I don't Zoe know. There's Saldana. some other people coming up. You might oh, want them to be avatar. Okay, all right. What about Giovanni Ribisi? He was in a weird... I don't even know what this movie is, but Spirit of the Forest was the only animated film he's been a voice in. I think I'm thinking of the right guy. Do you know who Giovanni Ribisi is? He was in... Uh, was he in like A Million Ways to Die in the West? Yes, yeah. He does like the snake dance in that one where he like dances all weird like a snake. That movie. Anyways. Oh uh, he was also uh, Phoebe's 
brother in Friends, I think. And uh, he's in a whole, he's like in a whole he's got, shitload he's of He's got films. like a goatee, thinner guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would put him, I'd make him go. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure he would fit as go, but no. I'm not sure who else well, he I would mean, be. who else we got coming yeah, up? There's not, there's not a huge number of people. Um, anyways, what about Michelle Rodriguez? She was a voice in Smurfs The Lost Village. Do you know who that is? From like Fast and Furious and the and Lost and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're aware. I'm aware. So I was thinking that she could be an Avatar. She's like gonna be like, I'll punch yeah. you out. Yeah, dude, I'm she's Avatar. Ca- she's kind of tough. Out of she's tough. Yeah, get out of here. I'm Avatar. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alex, what do you think? I, we just don't have a lot to pick from. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's not a huge number of characters if you really boil it down. You yeah. Go. You got whatever. You got whatever. What about uh, Sam Worthington? Uh, psych. No one cares about Sam Worthington. Uh, what about Ed Harris? And so he was in the uh, animated film Grease Monkeys, a comedy about monkeys who run an auto shop and are also tasked with saving the world by building a giant robot car capable of towing the Earth back into orbit. That's not real. He was actually was a voice in Planes, Fire, and Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Grease monkey sounds pretty great. It does sound real. As I was reading, I was like, I hope there. You know what? This actually sounds like it could be a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, love Ed Harris as the the dad, the father, captain, God, the father. He's got to be right. He's the captain. Yeah, yeah dude. He's yeah. tough as nails. He's tough as nails. He's got that six pack or eight pack. Really, at this point, mm-hmm. he's like, check this out. Did your dad have an eight pack? And goes like, that's right. He only had a six pack. And he's like, well, I got a couple more while I was away. Yeah. How about that? Check out the sword. Also, I stab people with it for funsies. Also, check out this dick. Ever heard of it? It's probably like your dick, except bigger and stronger, and also has its own abs. Get out of here. Wow. Yeah. So. There we go. And then a quickly. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say to something like that. So what about Phantom Zone? Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Uh, so the only good thing about all this is uh, the fact that it's very, very difficult to get Phantom Zones from anime because they don't seem to do like complete IMDb. Like, they don't do full credits somehow. Like that, a lot of the producers aren't even listed on the IMDb for this movie and stuff mm. like that. But they do have Japanese and English casts, so it kind of like widens the web a little bit. So uh, the voice of Avatar in the Japanese version was Kukuku Anui, um, and she was also a voice in Professor Layton in the Internal Diva. And I was a little worried because I know the the Professor Layton like um, property uh, as like a video game and i was like wait why would they have a submarine in professor layton so you can actually watch this online and i watched and i saw some submarines so i was like okay <sighs> okay wow, definitely some close submarines call yeah so i saw them uh and so in that koichi yamadera voiced pierre starbuck in the japanese version of that film and he also played a television producer in this is the greatest title i've ever read godzilla mothra and king Ghidorah: giant monsters all out attack Oof. and it makes me wonder why we aren't watching this right now wait what is it all out attack yeah giant monsters all out attack oh all out attack yeah giant monsters all out attack <laughs> dude i i hear you and i think we might and, have japanese movie month i'm pretty 2. sure a submarine 0. as i was reading the description i'm pretty sure a submarine like saves the day in that one like it, it really it goes into <laughs> underwater it goes underwater and into godzilla's mouth and blows no him up. oh yeah don't worry about it. Dude, there's always like a weird fine balance with Godzilla, whether you should kill him or- Well, actually, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm not sure if it was, whether it was King Ghidorah or Godzilla that was exploded by the submarine. Oh, okay. Probably Ghidorah. So anyways, that film features Hideo Amamato. He played the high priest Mu in, you guessed it, the original Atragon. 
Uh-oh. And we used that in the Lorelei cycle to get to Latitude Zero, which also had its own cycle to get to Phantom. So I'm not going to go all through all those because there's like 500 films. Um, anyway, I could have done that probably. I probably could have done that quicker, but I liked this one because it went through Avatar. Yeah. Or, sorry, uh, Atragon, the original one. Atragon. Yeah. You got to do that. No. All right. It's time. It's, it's sub, 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 world, world, wide, wide. subs worldwide so as we continue on our fourth week not final some months have five weeks it's so weird why we chose to do five on this one we should probably (laughs) just end the month but whatever yeah nope can't do that uh (laughs) japanese movie month i want to do another japanese submarine because i have to i am bound contractually to do a japanese submarine by contract that I wrote up myself. So, anyways, oh. this is the I-400 class submarine. Oh. And I wanted to go with something that's a little non-traditional here. Because a lot of the other submarines we've seen have been pretty normal. How how often do they change from one to the next? Well, this one, Japan put out some crazy stuff. And this one's pretty flipping cool. Did it transform into like an animal or something? Mm, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Transformer. Uh, so, anyways, this is the largest submarine of World War II and remained the largest ever built until the 1960s. So, was that when that French one came out or something? Uh, no, there was, no, there was something else. But you might say, well... <laughs> Why on earth do we need such a big submarine? Well, you might need a large submarine if it's also an aircraft carrier. What? (laughs) So you would say almost like it's an undersea battleship. Uh, Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, this is the one that I'm going to do. So this (laughs) submarine aircraft carrier was able to carry three Aichi M6A airplanes. They're an attack float plane. They would surface... Launch the float planes and then dive again quickly. Now you might say, like, why? Why do you need this? The admiral at the time, Isuroku Yamamoto, the commander in chief of the Japanese combined fleet, um, decided that after Pearl Harbor, he wanted to be able to sneak up closer to the U.S. and launch planes and run bombing missions. These were designed to be able to go back and forth from the U.S. to Japan three times. Or they could go anywhere in the world once and come back. Originally, there were going to be 15 of these built. But after Yamamoto died, uh, whoever was put in charge decided to scale back. And then they were only going to make nine of them. And then they're like, hold on, those are crazy. Like, (laughs) let's, Let's only do like five of them. But then they're like, well, we already have three built. We'll just stick with that. So three were actually built? Yeah, three of them were built. Are there any that you could still see, or are they all gone? Well, we'll get into that in a oh, minute. Okay. Um, they also, Alex, you'd really appreciate this. They yes. had a collapsible crane on top. Oh, yeah. They got to get that airplane on there somehow, originally. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you did love cranes. I feel like I remember that from an earlier episode. So, Probably like episode like four or something. <laughs> so these airplanes, they don't land back on there, do they? How do they... No, they're float planes. So they've got oh. the um, the big pontoons on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So, so. You fly close back, pick it up with a crane, put it back in. Okay. So these have eight torpedo tubes, but they're all in the bow. They have none in the back. It also had two parallel sets of demagnetization cables that run along the sub to, and you might say, like, why do you need that? Well, there are underwater mines that use magnetic fields, and if you can 
like when something met metallic comes into it, it'll blow up. But uh, we won't have to worry about that because our submarine's made of gold. Right. Yeah. Doesn't. So okay, we can do anything. We can cross off demagnetization wires off of our yep. like to do list. Save some money there. Yep. Uh, they had specialized air search radar that could detect airplanes from forty three nautical miles away. Had two periscopes. One was for daytime. One was for nighttime. Those are both um, products of Germany sent on over. One of these was actually outfitted with a German snorkel so that it could run its diesel engines to charge back up its batteries while it was at um, periscope depth. And the funny thing is the only reason that that thing got retrofitted was because it was damaged by an American mine. So I don't know how well those demagnetization cables work anyway. But they got those on there. Due to the size... With the included aircraft hangars, American planes could spot these things pretty darn easy because <laughs> they're <laughs> flipping huge and they uh, they couldn't even dive that deep. So like there'd just be this massive, you know, shadow apparently, you know, like just underneath the water because um, they could only dive down to 330 foot. Oh, wow. They're 400 foot long. They had four diesel engines that could generate 2,250 horsepower apiece, two electric motors that could generate 2,100 horsepower apiece. Uh, while it was on the surface, it could go 18.7 knots, which I feel like is pretty good for this time period. Yeah. Which is 21 and a half miles an hour. Submerged, though, it was pretty slow at 6.5 knots or 7.5 miles an hour. I even saw something that said... Only two. Did you notice the weird error in the, in the film that we just watched where they asked what speed they were going and someone said like 20 knots per hour? Knots per hour? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It was Maybe even, that could have been a translation thing. Yeah, that probably was. But it was. But later they used knots throughout. But I was like, that was weird. Like yeah. even It sounded just really weird to my ears. Knots per hour. Like, what are you accelerating? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, so anyways, you might wonder, like when you ever see a normal aircraft carrier, they got- like, most of the deck is a runway. Yeah. Yeah. These planes were launched with what they call an air catapult, which I imagine is flipping awesome. Well, it's a big, rub- most, big rubber band, yeah. Don't, that's don't what they, most air, ca- air carriers have. They still they have catapults on regular yeah, yeah. Uh, aircraft carriers. Oh, well. Yeah. But this one, may, maybe- I guess this, I'm learning something. Maybe they had to do this one differently. Just they Probably it wasn't, like, running along anything. But, yeah, they, <laughs> it's like the deck of an aircraft carrier isn't like so long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They still have to catapult them off. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. But even then, I, it would have to be one hell of a catapult because this submarine, you would imagine. <laughs> they're it's like 400 foot long. Yeah, they're ba- they're basically going like from standing kind of. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, um, you asked what happened to these. Could yeah. we see any of these? Are any of them around? Uh, no, we ah! can't. So... The I-400 was captured by the U.S., and they decided, hey, let's use that as target training. So technically what you're saying is that we can see this one. Oh, yeah, if we get our scuba licenses yes, or certifications. I wonder where it is. I, now I want to find out where it is. Where was it sunk? <laughs> <laughs> They've got information on it. I'm sure we could find them. Uh, the I-401 was also captured by the U.S. and also sunk as a Double target. Double the chance. Yep. And the... I-402 was converted to a tanker submarine. Didn't even know this existed. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> and it was funny because it was, it was converted to that in June of 1945. 
decommissioned totally in November 1945. Yeah, it was not very good. Yeah, it wasn't a very good tanker submarine. So that's a waste of money. Or maybe they didn't need them anymore because the war was over. Yeah. War was like, oh, ended, actually, yeah. We decided that we don't actually need a giant tanker submarine anymore. And then they yeah. also sunk that one as a target. Well, that one's going to be harder, though, because my presumption is that one was sunk in Japan, whereas the other ones maybe sunk in America. Could be. Could be. In the Great Lakes, perhaps. Probably not. Probably not. not. But, but you never know. You don't want to, yeah, we don't exclude the possibility that it's sunk in the Great Lakes. Yeah. All right, Alex. You got any, uh, you got any news? I got a couple articles here. As I've it's where we does he, does he have a theme song? He never got a theme song. For you know, news, I was right? just singing that. <laughs> might be time, <laughs> might be time that the news gets a theme song. Yeah. You guys think I was actually looking up news? I, I sent you a theme song that I wanted to use a long time ago. Wait, you si- did? I, yeah, and I can send it to you again. You better send it to me oh, again. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Alex probably like, Kyle's just been like fucking with me all this time. It hasn't <laughs> given me my own intro. <laughs> when you listen to it, it's just like a, a famous song that we don't have the rights to. Like, God damn it. Is that what you did? It could be it, yeah. <laughs> like you might, you may have also like, told me that we it. don't have the rights to it, so I can't remember. So, all right, anyways. Well, all right. First news, submarine breakthrough. MIT develops, develops wireless system to let subs communicate with planes three days ago. It's oh out God. there, baby. Yes. So, now, um, it, from what I'm reading according to this, submarines, they don't actually have to surface. If they want to get a message out, uh, this new system that they have here can just send it directly from underwater, and they can also receive. So, I guess it's pretty big news. That's awesome. Because <laughs> then you can stay hidden and like actively yeah. communicate. Yep, that's exactly what they said. They said this way. Uh, well, I guess the biggest thing is just them having to um, to resurface. You know, that could give away your dis- uh, your location. Oh, big time. Uh, but they said that this could also help with the dis- disappearance of the Malaysia Air Airlines flight um, to help with uh, aircraft tracking uh, with undersea crash sites. I don't know exactly how that would work, but they said it could also help. So interesting, it's kind of hmm. cool. Uh, does it say how far away they can communicate? Hmm, that might be giving away secrets. I don't know. Oh yeah, because I, I was going to say like, yeah, you would stay hidden, but if you've got an aircraft just like circling this area. It might look suspicious. It might look a little suspicious, yeah. yeah. But I, I guess you. if you're doing like a really large area, maybe. But then, it even does- then, people be like, maybe there's a sub in the area, but we don't know where it is. Yeah, but you can see it. Like, I, I can understand maybe what they're saying in terms of, because uh, would you say the technology is that the submarines can communicate directly with this plane and the plane can communicate with the submarines? Is that right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so like- Imagine if you were trying to search for something like Malaysia Air and you have three different submarines kind of supposed to be searching areas or whatever. If you uh, – the way they do a lot of that searching now is based on, you know, probability and, you know, you basically say, okay, I searched this area and you start to eliminate just by like probability where the most likely scenario is. Like where should the submarine then go as like the most to give them the best chance of potentially finding something of interest given mm-hmm. like all the factors. If you have three searching, you could start to coordinate all their information together and direct all of them at the same time to kind of move in a more concerted way to like cover area. 
rather than have them kind of like isolated. And then in that case, it wouldn't matter that the plane's circling because no one's searching for those submarines. The submarines are doing some like particular mission together. Yeah. Um, so I can see that definitely being like a, a application of that. I bet you this is just the tip of the iceberg because I think with the advancement in ROVs and stuff like that, maybe one day, I mean, I know wireless is not as good as wired, but there could be limitations with where you can get if you've got a huge tether on. Yeah. Maybe it could help in that application or open the door to it anyway. Science. Gotta love it. I love science. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. So that was big submarine news, number one. Number two, it's not really – I've mentioned this movie before. <laughs> it's not really submarine news. <laughs> yeah, but as I've mentioned several times before in other movies, I always like to refer to my movies as Top Gun because it's one of my favorite movies. And as you guys know, Top Gun 2 is coming out. Best and, volleyball movie ever made. And as of two days ago, they released an updated cast list on it. Can you guys guess who's in it? Val Kilmer. Yes, he is. He is going to be in there. Dude. Thinner? I well, they okay, they said that he's been working out, so we'll okay. see what he looks like. But no, that's not who I was going he's for. He's not gonna have a big part in this film. <laughs> Just to let you know. Uh so our boy Tom Cruise is in it. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Um You know uh, I'd love to see in something like this? You Ooh. might even guess it right on the nail first time. Channing Tatum? Nope. God jeez. Uh The Rock. Nope. Vin right, I'm, I'm just Jonah Hill. No. Our guy, Ed Harris, he's going to be in it. No way. Is there going to be a submarine in this film? There's got to be a submarine. They got to do a submarine. They got to be some kind of submarine in this film. They haven't mentioned anything about that yet, but yep. Ed Harris is coming to it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got to be the good guy, right? He's going to be some like admiral or something. He might be. I guess is there even good guys and bad guys in Top Gun? I can't even remember. Yeah, they were going against the MIGs in the first one. I know, but they're kind of anonymous, right? It's more about like a rivalry between like the people, right? Um, well, for the most part, yeah. And like and finding their training. lady loves. And yeah. also like oiling themselves up and playing beach volleyball. That's what I remember. That's all I do all day. Yep. Although I don't think they specifically said it. They just said it was the MIGs that they were going against at the end, which is all Russian. So I think that's what they were going for. Last but not least, have you guys have heard of the website called Uprox with two X's in it? Yeah. P-R-O-X-X? I have not. I have heard of that website. All right. Well, I don't know what exactly what it does. But anyways, we got to get this guy on our show at some point. Brian Grubb, G-R-U-B-B. He wrote this. He's an editor at large, supposedly. And his article says, this is, I guess it's an opinion piece, but it's called, uh, There Simply Are Not Enough Submarine Movies These Days. And I think we can all agree to that. Oh, um, whoa. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, I When did he somewhere. write this? August 22nd, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you send us the link. We're getting uh, in contact with Brian I, I will also let him know that there are a shitload of submarine films. <laughs> but there yes. are not enough well, new ones. We're only hitting so, the tip of the iceberg. So baby. he goes on to say that he thinks that a problem with this is because the big ones that we've always talked about, like Hunt for Red October and Crimson Tide – both kind of have something to do with red uh, and the name or that color and that it had really good people named Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery in it or Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. It's like really good actors. He says before that point, like you could make an argument that Harrison Ford was in any of them because he was like that big of a guy. But then sure enough, after that, he came out with K-19. And then he says, this is where things started taking a turn because he said the movies just aren't named good enough. Uh, and that's probably why nobody was going to watch them. 
uh, because the names were bad. And he goes on to say K-19, U-571, and now the latest one that he mentioned, the Meg. (laughs) So he goes in to mention the Fate and the Furious, uh, which we have yet to review on this, but But he does mention that in there. Did he factor in Hunter Killer? Because that'll be coming no. out. I think that's got a, no, that's got no. a good okay. catchy that, name. Exactly. He didn't even mention that. But he says at the bottom, he says, I would love to see a new movie. The Meg doesn't count. There aren't any new good ones coming out. And it's bumming me out. He doesn't even mention Hunter Killer. So it's not the very greatest. The comments, though, the very first comment on this is like, Gerard Butler has a new <laughs> submarine film coming yeah. out, doesn't he? Well, so it's this like- guy didn't. It's like I, I, I when I was when the Meg was coming out, I read a article or a, a review of the Meg. And... Basically, the review was somewhat mediocre, whatever. And he's basically the review was a, he he was one of the you know somewhat good reviews for this one, and was like, um, "There's not enough shark movies that come out. Like we, this is why this is going to be a huge success. Like we don't have enough of them." And I was mm-hmm. sitting there being like, "We are literally in an unprecedented rate of shark movies being released because there's been a major shark movie release as a third year in a row that one has been released, and it." It seemed crazy to me, like he had no idea that there was these other two major like releases in the last two years. What were the other ones? Uh, Forty-seven meters down, and then uh, the Shallows. In the oh, last two years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seemed crazy to me. And then halfway through the article, this guy says, "Oh, and the Shallows and Forty-seven meters down don't count." And I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Why don't they count?" I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't they count? Like, they are shark movies. <laughs> yeah. You see, I think we'd like to have this guy on, especially Kyle, uh, because at the end here, he says, maybe the next John Wick movie could take place in a submarine. Oh. And I feel like- <laughs> I just said that today at lunch. I said, okay, yeah, there you go. because we were at lunch after Boeing, and I yeah. was, I looked at my uh, one buddy. I was like, dude, John Wick 3 is coming out next year. <laughs> and I said, there should be a submarine in that movie. Yes. All right. That literally happened at lunch today. Yeah, it's like it's like we're all in the same wavelength right here. Anyways, comments were pretty good on this one. Um, let's see here. Someone says uh, you didn't even mention Ice Station Zebra or Run Silent Run Deep or the Enemy Below or an Enemy Hands, which I think we've done three of those four mentioned right there. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Enemy we, Below, I think I think that's going to be part of the the World War Two cycle mm-hmm. uh, that we end up doing. So we got that guy's nickname on this website is called Pretzel Man. So we got to get him on there. Uh, <laughs> get so, out of here, Pretzel Man. Probably like our podcast. Uh, his name's Clay, I guess, and it says, "Don't forget the movie Blow." So, Blow, yeah, starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joke never gets old. Never gets yeah. old. My jokes never get old. Nope. True. Anyway, so that was a uh, that was a pretty fun little article. I think we could definitely help out this Brian Grubb guy a lot. Maybe maybe we'll get famous from him. Who knows? Yeah, dude, we will get in contact with him. Well, that's it it's all my yeah, news normally normally we have like a Brom countdown and he's like or Zach Fax yeah or Zach something. Fax or something uh, two three ready to fire sir um and things like that but what would he do like uh top 10 anime do top 5 anime real quick alright did you even list did you even say your favorite anime well um Let's see here. Akira is yeah, very I'm, good. Yeah, because I because I'm looking at a letter from listener and it's asking uh, what is Alex's favorite anime for real. Oh, I have this okay, letter in front okay. of me. Akira is really good. Uh, and if you guys haven't watched that, you definitely should. Have you watched it, Kyle? I have not. I haven't Jamie's, even heard of it. Uh, and a new one's coming. I feel like didn't, hasn't there isn't a new one in production and stuff? The new a new Akira. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there is one that's going to be coming out. But yeah, I have very no. limited experience with anime. So when I was younger, I did watch a lot of like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Um, this was like a this was like a movie though. And, oh, okay. Uh, it came out in '88, and it was still really good. It's got a 
Let me pull it up here. 87 on Rotten Tomatoes and an 8.1 oh, wow. on yeah. IMDb. It's when really I was good. growing up, I got really into animated films, including like all the Studio Ghibli stuff. So like uh, Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away and Porco Rosso and um, Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, I've and seen those. those. Ones. I've seen some of those. And um, all those films. And, you know, I, I watched all those. But then, yeah, Akira was on there. Grave of the Fireflies is another one that's really sad. It's it's like uh, kids after Hiroshima. And, uh, yeah, they just have, I mean, animation in Japan is just, like, much different than animation in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got really into all, all, like, all forms of animation from all different countries for a while. So, I, I watched a lot of those. I just never really got into the anime anime of, like, based on mangas and stuff like that right. for the most part. Um uh, I think I, 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 first of all, I was renting these all from my local video stores. <laughs> it's like whatever they had. <laughs> right. They didn't have Kind of limited. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but uh, when I was growing up. But, uh yeah, I don't know. Akira, I, I remember it being really weird, but intense. Like, it's an intense film. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's really good. You guys should watch it again if you haven't watched it in a while. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, what uh, other ones? Well, there is uh, an anime called One Piece that has been the best anime sold for, like, the past 10 years in a row. One, One Piece? One Piece, that's correct. Huh. It's pretty good. I haven't watched all of it. There are a ton of episodes. Um, They've been printing episodes since 1997. And they come out all the time. I don't know exactly how many episodes there are. I had to do some research on that, but it's a lot. And they're 30 minutes each. Hmm. Um, uh, of course, then there's Death Note. Uh, don't know if you guys have heard of that, but that's uh, an anime. I think you can watch it on Netflix or something. That's pretty good. You're talking about Death Wish starring uh, Bruce Wells? Nope. Death Note. <laughs> uh, it's about uh, there's this book. It's a notebook or whatever. You can write someone's name down and it, the person dies. Uh, so these guys get a hold of it and they try to change the world for better, but then he ends up just killing a whole bunch of people and kind of being corrupted with it and tries to get back into it. It's, it's oh yeah, no, no, no. messes, I know, with, messes I know with your one. mind. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I know this one. It's it's uh it's like Bruce Willis and his he's a doctor and his oh, wife and kid uh, die or whatever, and he's like, <laughs> you got a death wish, and he goes out and like he becomes a vigilante, right? Anyways, it's Death Wish. Okay. <laughs> that's Alex ignoring. Anyways, uh, there's one uh, I like called Case Closed. And it's about a kid detective, or he's like a he's encyclopedia like a grown Brown? up guy. It's like a what? Like an Encyclopedia Brown type character? I don't think so. You never heard of Encyclopedia Brown? Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.